Well, the Pac-12 has delayed their media rights deal announcement again. They don't have a deal yet. They might be working with a new player. Could be the CW. It's an interesting thought and not a bad one. Our Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pac-12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights free and beloved Conference of Champions. If you haven't already, please like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch this show, which today is half me, half my man JT Wistersill of Locked On Utes, talking about all things Pac-12 today. And JT, let's hop right in with the prospect of the CW. Now, this was reported after the Stuart Mandel tweet, uh, Stuart Mandel of The Athletic. He said we shouldn't expect an announcement on the media rights front until late spring, early summer, end of May, maybe early June, somewhere along that timeline. We'll talk about that later in the show as well. But then right after, front office sports tweeted out that the CW might be involved, which you know, on the one hand is not that surprising. And on the other hand is also, frankly, not that surprising because clearly they're looking for a new partner here. Then it's been kind of muddy about whether or not they're actually involved there. But my general takeaway here, nobody knows anything. So let's talk about the idea of whether or not the CW is viable there. I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world for the Pac-12. What do you think? It's not the worst thing in the world. I absolutely agree. I, now, I will say I don't I don't think it's anywhere near the best thing either. I don't think it's optimal <laughs> ideal for for things we've talked about in the past. I just think the Pac-12 is just, there's a certain perception around it. And I think one of the things that does hurt is you will have people on the East Coast who are going to be like, oh, what games are we going to watch? The, their first instinct is to go to ESPN, is to go to ABC and those kind of channels and games. And just in general, those are the, the fans who, for right or not, which obviously we think is wrong, they do dismiss the Pac-12. And I think if it's on the CW, it's going to be more a reason for them to not take the conferences seriously. Once again, I'm just talking about how fans perceive it. You know, you can hear from all the best analysts when it comes to college football. Listen to the Kirk Herbstreets, Joel Klatz, how glowingly they will talk about the Pac-12 as a conference. They know how much talent there is out here. But the perception is made up by the masses, and a lot of the masses, I think, look at the Pac-12 as lesser than. And I think having it on the CW, which is not known as a major network, obviously, will be perceived as lesser than. So that's why I don't think it's ideal to do it, but it could, yes, it could be worse. There's definitely other networks that could be could be less ideal for it. So I do think it wouldn't be the end of the world if it was there. But I, like I said, I still just don't think for the perception it would be a positive. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think that's the biggest downside of of going over to you know a place like the CW that's a non-traditional partner. And look, we're, we're expecting there to be a non-traditional broadcast media partner, but for a long time that's been you know the prospect of a streaming company, right? Apple yeah. or Amazon, which is part of what might be you know dragging these talks out and such. But I think now you're at a place where Pac-12 is clearly not happy with the figures they've been in negotiations with with you know various entities and so i think they're trying you know you hear these reports come out and i completely buy that you know there would at least be some interest because i think if you're george klyovkov right now you look at the timeline of this thing and say what what's our deadline like what is the hard deadline right like the the, the pac-12 from a pr standpoint they've already taken a bunch of body blows like once you've been knocked down at, you know, at some point, it's a mud monster. You throw more mud at it, it's already made of mud at this point. It's yeah. already covered in mud. It's not going to get a whole lot worse on that front. But I'm with you on the CW 
on on the perception point where it won't help in in that in, in that respect but where it would help jt compared to a deal that would be you know very streaming heavy is it's probably going to be easier for people to watch like it it's yes. it's it's fun and easy to mock the the pac 12 and the idea of being on you know a, a non-traditional cable channel like the cw but that does then you know squash concerns that people have raised at different points in time during this speculative era of the pac 12 media deal which is well if you're on streaming then you're not going to be easily accessible on cable people can't flip through but you go to the CW or or some other you know cable partner who none of us see coming or who nobody's talking about right now that George Klyovkov might be going after in in the sports space, given his background, and you'd say those concerns. If you had a second cable partner in addition to ESPN, they'd be alleviated. Yeah, that that is very true. That aspect of it for sure, and I do think it would be nice if hey, because like I said, look when people look at ES when they flip it on, they're looking for the games on ESPN and ABC, right? Well. And then maybe that doesn't lead in the CW, but what if those games on those networks at the time, maybe it's a later kick, big 12 one like that. What if it's not a good game? Then, then maybe that's where they're like, Oh, it's a good, the, the college football fans are going to find the good games, right? If it's a close game, they're going to easily flip over and they're going to find it on the CW. So that's the thing there too. And it will, you're right. The accessibility thing is huge. I think there is a certain cachet that comes with being on Amazon and Apple and just kind of like, that just seems like it's very fu more future forward thinking to me, just being on there. I think it would actually be a positive for the brand in terms of that. I mean, look like we said it's, this is the tough part it's, i don't there's not a perfect answer really outside of maybe being on every like just on fox cbs espn like all the major ones basically but that's not what the pac-12 is in yeah we're it's not like, going to get that yeah exactly i think that but having some games on amazon and apple i think would be a positive but because and a lot of people do have streaming services but to your point there's a lot of people that don't too so the games viewer wise would probably do better if they were on the CW than if it was on Amazon or just Apple, because there's already so many other streaming services in general. I think a lot of people here complain all the time of there's already too many Pac-12 football might not push those. Some of those people to then just go over and that might not be the domino that gets them to buy Amazon or Apple. Now some, it will, I think some people on the fence will be like, Hey, I can get live sports included too with those that appeals to them. I mean, we know what Apple's doing with the MLS right now. So that's something that might be appealing of getting a more sports package there as well. So yeah, I think especially like you said, just in terms of like, how do you get the most eyes on it? If it's a battle of what's better streaming or having it on the CW, it would be the CW. I, I think the, the streaming component being, you know, forward thinking on, on the one hand and, you know, potentially detrimental on, on another, I, I think that, that, that requires some context there because the streaming element brings into question you know how many people are going to be able to see it and you think now about you know the streaming versus cable comparison you talk about cord cutting you talk about what the landscape landscape is going to look like down the line and the pac-12 tried to be forward thinking progressive innovative with the pac-12 network right now there was a big misstep in there so maybe that could have worked and it just ended up not working because they weren't on direct tv limited exposure and, and that you know really really hurt them but i i just wonder and you've got a different commissioner now with george klyovkov if they don't look at that sort of mindset in you know having a potentially streaming heavy deal and they aren't looking at a cable partner you know anyone like the cw to take some games because 
yeah, yeah, you can make the argument that, well, it'd be forward thinking if, you know, cord cutting continues and streaming becomes, you know, a dominant format, but it's not right now. So you're making a futuristic play. They did that with the Pac-12 network. It didn't work. So I question JT whether or not they do that again and why I think it makes a lot of sense that these, you know, off-brand cable partners could be involved. Yeah, that is absolutely the case because there is definitely a risk involved. It's a huge risk in terms of what if streaming does kind of flame out. And like we said, what if just the perception of the Pac-12 of people just being like, no, I'm, I'm just not going to pay for streaming. So then those games don't get the views. That's where it would be better to be on the, the CW. Now, thankfully, I still think, and as a Spencer, I assume you do as well. I think ESPN is still going to be involved in some version. Yeah, there'll be there, it'll be a part of it. Yeah. So hopefully some of the bigger games like that you will get on there, which would be their most viewed games of the season in that capacity. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely correct. I think it is. It's a very interesting because there are so many different angles you could tackle it from in terms of the pot. Like you just laid out perfectly all the positives. There are positives that come with streaming in terms of the future. And maybe that is the way it goes. Or maybe it doesn't go that way because like you said, did they learn from their mistakes? Was that a one-off thing? Is this a completely new thing? Is it going to be fine? It is. It's a really fascinating scenario to talk about. And it's really interesting too, because like you said, we're dealing with networks that haven't traditionally brought games like the CW back when we talked, obviously ION, we've talked about them a little bit too. So it is, it's just a really interesting situation. And this is why commissioner Clyde Team ION television, baby yeah, team are, ION television. I'm so I'm I'm so in on that. The Pac-12 could be in on the CW. And a couple of you sent in most intriguing and important questions to answer about the CW. And one in question that I have is why haven't you gone out and bought Built Bars yet? Yeah, I don't know either because they're a delicious snack. They're healthy. They're tasty. And they've got a bunch of amazing flavors. They don't have all the sugar and calories. You just got to try this. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. I really don't know how Built does it. They taste so great. They're always in my golf bag. They're always in my pantry anytime I need them. Four grams of sugar, 130 calories, a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can get your next order at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You can also check out specialty flavors at Built.com. My personal favorite is Mint Brownie. They've got anything and everything you could need there. Again, Walmart, Sam's Club, or Built.com to get your next order of Built Bars today. All right, so a couple mailbag questions here. And if you ever want to be a part of the mailbag, you can too. YouTube comments, Twitter at smalls underscore 55 or at LO underscore pack 12. This one, a uh, couple about the CW. I'll answer one first and then we'll get to the second one. This is from, from Kyle the Spatialist. I don't know exactly what that means, but okay. Um, will the CW produce their games for the conference or will the conference have to produce their own games and the CW air them? So, the way that I understand this works, and I w work in some capacity in, in broadcast television, so I'll give you what insight I can here on this particular front. The production responsibility is always left up to the host entity in college sports. So having the cameras, having the radio booths, having the internet, having the live stuff, all that stuff is left up to whoever is at home, right? And so as a result, it's the conference's responsibility, but the conference by allowing or what, what the conference does is they are allowing media entities to bid on their rights. So the CW is producing the games, right? So when you're talking about equipment, when you're talking about talent, when you're talking about logistics, all that stuff that goes into a college football broadcast, that would be put on by the CW. Who would they be able to get there? Any anybody's guess, right? I'm sure they would look to the Pac-12 network and say, hey, 
Yogi Roth. Exactly. We want you to be an analyst on on some of these games. I'm sure they would use you know a decent amount of the infrastructure that that the Pac-12 network already has in place. You know, from a, a technical standpoint, logistical standpoint, talent standpoint. I'm sure they would use all that sort of stuff. But if they did become involved they would have the flexibility to do it basically however they wanted to. Because remember, the, the conference is not putting these games on. The conference has gone out to the market and said, who wants to pay for the right to broadcast these games, who then sell the advertising spots to make money or at least break even in that endeavor? And that's where someone like the CW or ESPN, Amazon, Apple, whoever comes in. So they're responsible for it. It's kind of a joint effort. But essentially, what, what it is, is the CW would be responsible for all of those broadcast details. Heck, I could send in it. JT could send in an application. We both do play-by-play. We got, we got the Pac-12 knowledge just stored in our brains up here. We're ready. We're rocking. We're rolling. I mean, CW gets that right. That's how, that's how it, uh, it, it, it essentially would work. Anything you want to add there, JT? I love that you brought up Yogi Roth. That was exactly where I was going to go. I would be shocked if the CW like Yogi Roth or um, and Ashley Adamson weren't involved in it because those are right. like the face of the Pac-12 network. Those are rock stars too. Now there will be some change, right? It's not going to be copy and paste like the entire same, the broadcast team. Maybe there's different uh, play-by-play broadcasters. Maybe they'll bring in some new color analysts. Like someone like Brock Oswald just got in the game with ESPN last year. That's obviously a bigger Pac-12 name. Maybe they would want to bring someone like him in or some other potential former Pac-12 players. Maybe Alex Smith gets more involved with broadcasting, someone like that. Those are the kind of people who would be brought in right. in some changing possibility i think about how um an amazon just opened it up for football they brought in a ton of new faces like ryan fitzpatrick richard sherman but who else did they bring in tony gonzalez who used to be with fox sports and carissa thompson so you brought in some old faces some experienced ones who've done michaels from nbc and and then kirk herbstreet from espn yep Exactly. So it's not going to be, especially you probably won't be like brand new. If you're going to bring in brand new people, you probably bring them into the studio show because you just want to let them talk about it. If you, especially if you're 18, you don't probably want a rookie uh, color analyst or play-by-play broadcaster going out there. So yeah, I think we would definitely see some crossover in terms of some of the faces of the Pac-12 network while also some maybe new and up and coming faces as well. Yeah, I, I think that that would make a lot of sense. Now, the other question that came in about this uh, this, this wonderful, wonderful channel uh, was from Tannis Leach, and, and these were all via the YouTube comments, I, I believe. He he threw some numbers out there about you know the the reach the CW has comparing that to the other ones and whatnot. But basically, uh, he says as a result, I think exposure potential emphasis on potential is still the same compared to some of the other uh, cable networks but more marketing would be required. My personal opinion is if the pack goes this route, they should not be their first tier partner and only gets one game a week. Would love to get your thoughts. I'll, I'll let you kind of start on, on that JT. If you know the pack 12, the, the, whatever the marquee game of the week in the pack 12 is, let's say it's college game day. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would make a tangible difference if it aired on the CW versus, you know, ESPN? I, I think it would be probably a, decent viewership difference personally i just i I, like said the exact number i'm not 100 sure but i definitely think espn it just draws more i think more people go over to espn you get a lot more of the channel surfers too who are like what game are we looking for i think the espn game would like you said it's going to be more the marquee game now the cw game would still draw some but as we said i just don't think as many people think of that for college football and look maybe if the games are good enough on the pac-12 this season as we expect them to be the conference is loaded we've talked about that a lot obviously maybe that would draw them over to the cw but yeah i mean there's no doubt to me that it wouldn't do better on espn 
I, I would think so, but at the same time, if the CW is accessible via cable, right, what, what, you're, what you're coming down to with regards to whether or not people across the country will tune in to watch your game is, are you create? first of all, the most important thing, even more important than streaming versus cable, I think, are you creating matchups that people want to watch, mm-hmm. right? That is the most important element here. Then the second thing is, are people going to be able to, to view it. And then the third thing is what sort of product are you actually, you know, putting out there is entertaining, exciting and all, and all that sort of stuff. I, I hear what you're saying, Tannis. I, I assume it's Tannis might be, yeah, it's probably Tannis. So I'm uh, <laughs> sorry. I, I hear what you're saying on, you'd want the biggest game to be on ESPN with you there. But I think it's more back to what we were talking about, JT. I think it's more the perception hit, right. Of, you have your big game of the week, right? Like the most viewed game probably going to evolve Oregon in some capacity. Let's take Oregon-Washington. That's been the most viewed game of the conference the last couple of years. If that game is is played in 2025 on the CW, do you have a great number of people who are not able to watch? I don't think so, no. My understanding is that the CW's reach is as extensive as any other cable entity that, that you're going to find. So if people can do that and they know the matchup is big and Oregon and Washington are both top 10 teams, then I think that's how you're going to get, you know, three to 4 million people to tune in. Whereas normally, you know, a good PAC 12 game is getting between one to 2 million, right? That, that That's just how I feel about it. Like, I, I think the perception would be worse. You know, people would make jokes like, Oh, is there a Riverdale rerun on afterwards? And, and, and by the look, I, I, I get the jokes. I make them too. I also love the idea. I like I like the idea. You know, I on television going uh Pac-12 football right into criminal minds. Mm-hmm. Here's what I love even more. When you're talking about late night when everything is just funnier at all times, CW, Pac-12 football, family guy. Oh <laughs> baby. <laughs> Fire me up. <laughs> Fire me up for that. I mean, those are like two of my favorite things to watch on television my entire life. College football and family guy. Like that sounds out sounds outstanding. But I, I mean I I'd rather the game on be on ESPN, I I guess, but I don't know enough about you know whether or not there would be a significant drop off in how easily people could access the game. I think it'd be more about, you know, what time window can you put it in, right? Because the Pac-12 tends to play later in the day, of course. That's part of its value, but it's also part of the the downside from a scheduling standpoint is you don't have, you know, the afternoon or late evening crowd in uh, the middle of the country or out east who can watch your game. So if you went on the CW as opposed to ESPN, who's bidding on you in some capacity almost exclusively because of the late night window, would the CW be able to put that game more in prime time than ESPN would? I think that I think that'd be almost a larger consideration. That's fair. They can shift it around more. That is a very good point. I will ask you this, Spencer. Do you remember last year what the Oregon-Washington game did? And was that played on ESPN? It was on uh, FS1. Really? I believe I believe it was on FS1. I think it was. At the time? What, what's that? Wasn't it a top 15 matchup when it happened at the time? Uh, top 25. Oregon was top 10 and Washington was 25th, I believe. Because Washington had lost yeah. to Arizona State and was still clawing their way back. but. That was, of course, the, uh, the the catapult for for their season, really winning winning that game. But yeah, that game was on uh, was on FS1. Pretty sure that was Jason Benetti, Brock Heward on on the call. Great broadcasting tandem, by yes. the way. They do a good job. Do the Pac-12 championship game as well. They do do a good job. And I do, yeah, you know, like you said, it's very interesting because 
if those two teams are as good as we expect them to be this year, that should be a top 15, even it could be a top 10 matchup by the time they both encounter each other. That would be the hope. And then, and obviously those is projecting down the future for when it would be on the CW or things like that. But you would hope that, yeah, it would still get to that three, four. I, like I said, I think if it's on ESPN, I think a game of that magnitude would clear 5 million just because you do draw just the general sports fans. I think it did between three and four. Three and four. Yeah, I was saying, I think like if they're both top 15, I would say like when it's at the time, I think it would be over 5 million on ESPN. But like you said, it's all interesting. It depends on the storylines. It depends on the rankings, what the situation is. There's so many factors that go into this that aren't just related to just, hey, what TV network are you on? Storylines are what drive sports. It's why we see some of these crazy, like so many times you see these games that end up at the start of the season, you would have never thought they'd be the most viewed. Like Colo- I have a feeling Colorado is going to be involved in the most game, most viewed game this season, probably, Spencer. Do you agree with that? Early in the year? May- I mean, I think that TCU-Colorado game week one, that could do a big number. Do huge, yeah. Game one, Dion. Yeah. Game one post national championship run for TCU. Yep. Yeah, that that could do that could do a lot of things. And by the way, the uh, this is from uh, CBS Sports and our good friend uh, Dennis Dodd. Not that I know him personally. That was more just sarcastic. Like we talk about Dennis Dodd all the time. Talk he about Dennis Dodd a lot. Yes, yes. Everybody knows who he is by now. The uh, the last two seasons, the five most viewed games. Four of them involved Oregon. One yeah. of them, oddly enough, I'm going to actually see if you can guess uh, one of them. But 2022 Oregon Washington, 3.63 million. The year before, when they played up in Seattle, that game was on ESPN. That was 4.82 million. Um, Oregon Oregon State this past year, 3.56. Oregon Washington 2021, 2.63. Can you guess what game? I won't make you guess the year, but what matchup? It does not include Oregon. It does not include Washington. Was the most viewed game in the last two years in the Pac-12. I'm just look. It's in the background of my show, so I'm going to say Utah versus USC. Uh, no, these. Sorry, this is excluding USC and UCLA. Oh, okay. So, so of the of the ten of the of the ten remaining teams. Gosh. Uh, oh man, this is a shot in the dark. But I'll go Arizona, Arizona State. No, it is Stanford and Cal, 2021. A pair of non-bowl teams, which speaks to something I've, I've mentioned before here on the show. If those two schools, j- just one of them, frankly, if just yeah. one of them could ever figure it out, it'd be great for TV ratings. It'd be great for the conference. I think Stanford's a more valuable football brand, given what they did from the 2010 to 2015 yeah. timeline. But the power of the Bay Area media market is still very much, very much there. But yeah, three three games here in the last. It would have uh, gone over forty minutes if you wait, if you had waited for me to guess that matchup. By the way. <laughs> yeah, because they, they weren't they weren't even good. But yeah, j- just goes to show you what, what you know why we're talking about Oregon and Washington all the time, and you know their importance to the conference, their value there. Last last two years, five most viewed games, four involve Oregon. Three involve Washington. Not an accident there, but Stanford Cal, yeah, drew two point seven four million in uh, in in twenty twenty one. So um, interesting tidbit there. Okay, let's uh, let's let's close with some some big picture thoughts here with with you, JT, on the media rights front. What what did you make of the the delay overall? Did it raise your concern level about you know conferences coming to to try and poach Pac twelve schools? even harder there's a tweet from rick george the colorado athletic director the other day shutting down the idea that uh that they were about to vote on leaving so where where do you kind of stand on the conference right now 
I kind of feel like they're just kind of in a stare down. Like it's just, it's one of those things like because of how the athletic directors have come out and you've mentioned this on your show before, how they've come out and so vehemently shot down that they're not looking anywhere. It just kind of feels like everyone's just kind of sitting and waiting, just like the, the Aaron Rodgers trade with the jets right now. We're all just kind of like waiting. Like we know it's down. to <laughs> us, So we just got to wait and kind of figure it out a little bit They're Like you said, maybe it's just negotiating at this point. I feel like teams are coming down. I've said for a while, I still feel like this is going to end up being ESPN and then a streaming service. That's what I feel it's going to be then look maybe cb uh, the cw maybe ion others will get involved in this in the very end but right now to me it just feels like it's going to come down to espn and then a mainstreaming service if i had to guess it's amazon i just feel like something's going to happen with apples that the whole thing fell apart with them with the sunday ticket that's how i feel like it's going to be so i don't you know the delay doesn't really leave me concerned it just kind of leaves me like why like why isn't this done it feels like know. we know the names we know the companies like all the athletic directors are like we're committed so like what what is the weight? Like I said, I really think it's just numbers and everything. yeah. I I I, I here's 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 what I think. Here's what I think happened when everyone was saying, you know, the deal's in its final stages, it's coming soon. We expect it in the next few weeks and whatnot. I think that was true. I think that they were in the final stages of it, but then the dollar figures came, and I think somebody within the conference or multiple somebodies, right, as in schools, member institutions, said, no, let's see if we can do better. And there's no harm really, right, to going back out and seeing if a new partner could potentially give you more because you're the only conference on the market right now. Yeah, exactly. Yep, you're right. It does. It does. That's what it feels like. They are the only one on the market. And that's maybe where they're trying to drive up like ESPN or someone else's price with the look. I don't know if CW is actually like just saying like, oh, we're talking to CW. I don't know if that's going to work to like make ESPN be like, Oh, we got to give you more money. But like, no, probably not. I think what, I think the, you know, potential interest in a non-traditional cable partner would be number one, being on cable, you know, quell or yeah, quells, quells, any, you know, potential exposure concerns that presidents or athletic directors might have number one. And then number two, you don't know what those companies are willing to pay, but you know, if your best game was over there on the CW, as long as I'm able to watch it, man, personally, I, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind too much. And I never mind having on my guy, JT Wister still locked on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts Monday through Friday, all year long. Thanks JT. Always great. Spence joining. Appreciate everyone listening. I will see you next time. And until then, hope you have a great weekend and a wonderful rest of your day.